Today's Sunday sermon has been made possible by the members of Southside Christian Fellowship Church and listeners like you. Thank you so much for your continued prayerful and financial support of this ministry. If you'd like to learn more about what we do and how to get involved, or simply want to give a gift, please just go to our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net today. Say amen if you're there. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 through 18. King James reads this way. Talking about Jesus. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. And He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things He might have the preeminence. We're His twin. He born first, we born second, man. God is waiting for the world to not be able to tell you apart from Jesus. For you to walk in that type of authority and confidence and dominion, why? Why? Because He said to. He's just as tired, I don't know if He's as tired of it as I am, I've only been on this earth 54 years and I'm tired of the trepidatious church. Tired of the powerless, going through the motions church. When we're thinking that we need to do these steps and keys and one, two, threes in order to get it when we already got it. All we need to learn to do is simply flip the switch. Same book. 
Go to chapter 2. Verse 6 through 8. King James says this. And you, as you, have therefore received Christ the Lord, so walk in Him. Rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, be at war, be on guard, wake up, lest any man spoil you or take you captive. How? Through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men and after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. For in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily and you are complete in Him. Do you go telling people that they're complete and there's nothing missing and nothing broken in their lives? And they don't even know where you're getting... I'm getting it out of your grandma's Bible. We have no idea of the finished work of Jesus and how complete, what, how perfect what He did at the cross and therefore how perfect we are. We have no idea. We keep going to God expect asking Him to do something that He's looking at you saying, I did that 2,000 years ago on the cross, son. Wake up to what I've, what I've already done. My grace is sufficient. You do it. You flip the switch. Go to Acts chapter 17. I'm not going to keep you much longer. Verse 28. Say amen if you're there. For in Him we live and move and have our being as certain also of your own poets have said, we are also His offspring. Christianity is not about doing. Christianity is about being. That's all it's about, man. About, man. Realizing that you've been unplugged from the root of the curse, the root of condemnation, the root of guilt and shame, and Jesus Himself through the new creation has unplugged you from the curse and has plugged you in forever to the blessing of God. Now you have the life of God flowing through you forever. And the only reason you keep going back over here to the curse and experiencing it because you will not renew the mind. That's how we're changed. We're transformed or changed by the renewing. It is a daily, ongoing, everyday process. How do you do that? Get into the Word, man. Come to this church. Hear the Gospel of Jesus Christ preached and preached and preached because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Jesus, this is so radical, what I'm about to say. Jesus did not die for you. He died as you. Oh, 
He didn't die for you, man. He died as you. When he died, you died. When he was buried, you were buried. And when he rose from the dead, you rose from the dead. In the garden, they were deceived. They didn't believe that they had it. They didn't believe that they were just like God. Let us make man in our image and in our likeness, God said. So they made man in their image and in their likeness. And then the devil came to him and said, if you'll do this, then you'll be like God. When they already were exactly like God. Jewish scholars teach that the angels couldn't tell the difference between God and Adam. They teach that. They were so close. God did that. Adam didn't do it. It wasn't his performance. God did that. When God said, let us make man in our image, don't you know that whatever he was about to create was made in his image? We take such pride in that. There's no way that I could be like... Go to Philippians chapter 2. I have officially left the notes. I'm winging it now, amen? Say amen if you're there. Look at verse 5. Ah, this is so radical, man. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Paul said this, Let this mind... Every tear in here is being shed, it's being caught. Amen. Let this mind, way of thinking, be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Okay. What mind was in Christ Jesus? Verse 6. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He never said that you were equal to God because if you're equal to God, you could replace Him. But when you're equal equal with God, you can represent Him. Come on, somebody. God's looking for a generation of people that are so aware of their identity that they realize they can walk, talk, act, think, look, everything just like Jesus. I'm glad that the crowd is what it is because I know y'all are believers, man. These are true believers. These are people that are wanting to know more about who they are. You wouldn't have came on a Sunday night. He wants you to think that way. He wants you to think throne room realities. He wants you to think the same way that He thinks towards you. That's why when you hear the poor, poor, pitiful me's, Gloom, despair, and agony on me. Whoa, deep, dark depression, excessive misery. Whoa, if it wasn't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Whoa, gloom, despair. Stop it. Stop. Stop. I mean a mouth of no covenant knowledge, no identity whatsoever. Oh, you know that devil, boy, he's been really hard on my family this week. Oh, that devil, that devil, that devil, that devil. Little bitty, bitty, bitty devil. Big, big, big God. 
It is exactly like the Wizard of Oz when they pulled back that curtain and that big, deep, dark voice. Was that little bitty fella? It's exact. The scripture says when we see him for who he is, we'll say, is that who deceived the nations? That? May I remind you of the enemy. The enemy has been dethroned. He has been de-armed. And he has been fully defeated by the blood of Jesus. So when he went after their identity in the garden, it was a deception. They were deceived. He tried to deceive Jesus by asking him, if you really are the Son of God, wait until he was 40 days without food. Tell these stones to be made bread. Remember when you study, stones always represent the law. Mm. He was telling Jesus to nourish himself with the law. Come on, somebody. I'm throwing all kind of good nuggets out of y'all here tonight, boy. So he's trying to deceive Jesus the same way he deceived Adam, the same way that he's trying to deceive us. He's going after identity. He doesn't want you to know who you are. What if sickness is a deception? What if what we believe is just a deception about sickness? What if we're just being deceived, man? What if we're considering the fact, you know, everybody gets sick. Mm. You know, it's flu season, man. Did you get your flu shot? Am I telling you not to get a flu shot? Absolutely. I am not that kind of doctor. I'm a different kind of doctor, amen? What if it's just a deception? What if you're putting your thoughts into motion and that's what's causing the reality of the sickness to show up? The world says that addiction is a disease. I have never, and I have, I have never had a needle in my arm without me thinking about doing it. So that disease never came on me and exhibited itself as being in fully in motion until I put my mind into it being fully in motion. What if cancer is the same way, man? He cannot tell the truth. All he can do is lie. Man, I'm throwing some nuggets in this church in McDonough, Georgia tonight. This is Holy Ghost. I don't know where everybody else in the world is, but I know where we are. We're walking through the throne room telling the Holy Ghost to feed us with some stuff. What if, man? What if it's all a deception? What if we're considering that as why we feel the disease, why we have the symptoms of the disease? What if, church, what if, when the doctor came to you with the example and said, Hey, dude, can't you see the cancer? Why don't you say to that, Doctor, indeed I can see it, but you're diagnosing me in the natural, and I'm a child of the supernatural. Oh, you're one of them holy rollers, Bobby Shane. I can see that. But you can't deny the fact that you can see it 
No, sir, I will not deny the fact that I can see it. And I will tell you, doctor, how much I appreciate all your years of intuition, all your years of practice, and all your years of education. But I walk by faith and not by sight. It is irrelevant what I see. The only thing that will move me is what the God says, the God that I serve, the one that heals, the one that delivers, the one who has already made us free. I'm going to consider that, not the disease. We should set our minds on heavenly realities. Is there any sickness in heaven? No. Was Jesus ever sick? No. Jesus, Jesus was never broke either. When he needed tax money, he went fishing. <laughs> now some men in this room right now are going to use that as an excuse tomorrow to go fishing. I see that. <laughs> That I ain't got my boat yet. Yeah. Go to John chapter 3. Just a few more minutes, okay? Is that cool? Just a few more. John chapter 3. I don't know where I'm going to end because I've never taught this. This is raw meat, man. I mean, this is straight from the kitchen. John 3, look at verse 13. Everybody know John 3.16? How many of y'all can quote that, right? For God so loved the world that he gave. He's the only one who shall ever believe it. Shall perish ever. Some people like 17. 17 says, um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm in John 13. Maybe if I got in the right. For God sent his son not his son into the world to condemn, but that the world through him might be saved. Both of them just wonderful. Oh, red letter in your grandma's Bible. Amen. Jesus is speaking. Woo! Amen. Look at verse 13. This scriptures, this entire chapter is about Nicodemus, who's a teacher of the law, coming to Jesus at night. Because he don't want nobody to know he's trying to find out about this Jesus fella. So he comes to him at night and he's man, and they have this discussion about being born again. Kingdom realities. And he's so natural-minded that he doesn't even understand it. How can you enter a second time into your mama's womb? Mama, that'll never happen. Amen? <laughs> Promise. Promise right now. Amen? We're good. <laughs> so he's trying to give Nicodemus spiritual understanding, and Nicodemus is tied up with worldly understanding. He doesn't get it. Look at verse 13. Picture Jesus in the dark, in a robe, sandals are filthy, dirty, dust all over them. They're outside on a rooftop somewhere secret, okay? Look what happens. Verse 12, he says, If I have told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Throne room realities. <laughs> and no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven... Even the Son of Man which is in heaven. He's in Jerusalem, man. He's telling him, telling him that he came from heaven. He's going back to heaven. And that he's in heaven. 
Can I tell you that you came from heaven? That you're going back to heaven? And that you are in heaven? You're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus right now, man. You know that Nicodemus didn't get that at all because he's thinking spiritual, he's thinking natural things instead of spiritual things. What we've got to do is we've got to begin to elevate the spiritual realities that we have in our life above any natural see, hear, taste, touch, or feel. Aunt Susie has cancer. Stage four, man. Ah. So what we've got to do is I've got to get Southside Christian Fellowship and all of them praying and on Facebook, okay? And we gotta get, and we gotta get Joshua's place church praying and on Facebook. Amen? And we gotta get Chief Cornerstone in Fulvilla. We gotta get that church praying and on Facebook. We gotta notify every Baptist, every Methodist, every prayer, everybody we know as if the more people we have, Jesus might finally listen to us. So we've elevated the sickness of the body so high that we feel like we need to get all these people involved so that God will finally hear from us. But that same Aunt Susie, come on somebody, she committed adultery. Now she doesn't need to be healed, she needs to be forgiven. So we don't get on Facebook. We don't get all these people to pray. We believe that she can handle that between God and herself. So we've elevated the body above the spiritual realm. That's why we don't see manifestation in our lives. We just got to think like God thinks, man. We've got to think about ourselves the way that God thinks about us. And you will see manifest. I'm living it. I'm living it. I'm finally beginning to see miracles happen in my ministry that I don't even know about. Why would I? I don't want to get between you and God. No, if God's ministering to you, I want to get out of the way, man, and let God do His thing. It ain't about me. I started that out. It's about normal. Everyday normal folk realize that they're in covenant with Almighty God through the blood of Jesus. If you can begin to receive who you are, you'll begin to receive manifestation in such a level in your life, spiritually, financially, materially, for every way that you could think, think of. Why? Because you figure out that you're connected to the source. You're plugged into Jesus. Let me see if there's anything else I want to give you before I close. You're sent into this world. You're not from it. We're ambassadors for Christ. We don't even believe that, man. If I'm an ambassador to France, and I'm over there in France, okay, when I use my credit card, it is not according to the French economy. It is according to America's economy, where I'm from. You're from heaven. Going back to heaven, and you are seated in heaven now. Bless God, you two, Mary, Mary y'all got a seat at the table. Paul 
possibilities in our lives are depending upon where we're from, not where we're at. Possibilities. What's possible? With God, all things are and it is all things are possible to them that so He just puts you on the same level as God. He did that. We're not doing that. Quit being prideful and Really what that is, is you're trying to be humble, but it's exposing itself as pride because you won't agree with what the Word says. And the Word says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Him, who thought it not robbery to be equally equal with Him. Not to Him. You could never be equal to, equal to God, but you're equal with Him. Why? Because He's moved inside of you, man. Sin nature is the foundation for every problem that we have. It's the lifeblood of the curse. The sin nature, not sinning, but the sin nature tied you to the curse. That sin nature has been destroyed and crucified. Now you're tied to the blessing. Not based on your performance, but based on His performance. I'll end here. Uh, isn't it amazing of the 19 different examples in the Word of God of healing, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, isn't it amazing when you look at it correctly, biblically, and accurately that you realize that He's demonstrating through His Word ways for sinners to get healed? The lady with the issue of blood she put the conditions on her own healing. I must get to Him. You never need to get to Him. He's on the inside of you. When the paralytic was let down into the atmosphere, the Scripture says that there was an anointing there to heal those teachers of the law. So they got enough courage to take their paralyzed friend can't get him in there. Too many people. So they're going to break open the roof and let him down into that anointing. The same exact anointing that's in this room right now. He's going to let him down into that anointing to get him healed. Now, I don't know about you, but I've seen many, seen many a prayer line in my life. I've worked many an altar in my life. And when someone comes up to me looking for prayer at an altar for sickness... It is a very strange thing to say to them, your sins are forgiven. Jesus didn't say you're healed. He said your sins are forgiven. What's He doing? Passing out identity. He's dealing with the root because the sickness is the fruit. I ain't got excited, man. I preach all night. I'm about to end, I promise. I'm about to end. Amazing. It's amazing that he said that to him. But then they questioned him. You can't do that. Jesus said, which is, e which is easier? Because it's the exact same sacrifice in the dispensation of grace that we're in it's the same sacrifice that heals that forgives.
Remember Aunt Susie, we've elevated the body to where we need to get all these people involved and I need you to pray for hours. Uh, I remember one of my spiritual fathers talking about fasting. He's fasting, man. He's been fasting for hours. Why is he fasting? So that he can be anointed that night when he preaches. And, and I'll tell you who it is, Dr. Creflo Dollar. While he's fasting, he's on the floor, face down, carpet in his nose, and he's fasting for an anointing. Taffy's in there cooking spaghetti. That spaghetti starts coming, that smell starts coming underneath that door. Dr. Dollar ain't eight, man. Starts smelling his wife's spaghetti. Woo! God says, what are you doing, son? He says, I'm fasting so that I'll be anointed. God starts laughing and says, I anointed you, son, when I called you. What do you think he did? He picked himself up, dusted himself off, went and ate some spaghetti. We're spending a lot of time at the altars wrestling with God, trying to get God to move when God moved at that cross in full. God is completely persuaded that what His Son did at the cross is enough for us. So all we need to do is... This may be the best I've ever preached in my life, man. All we need to do is posture and position ourselves to receive what's been made available. Y'all are healed. Your marriage is healed. Your bodies are healed. Your finances are healed. Well, I don't see it. Yeah, but you walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Amen. Listen, if you've got money in your hand and it ain't enough, that might be a seed, not the harvest. Come on, somebody. And I'll tell you right now, those of you that have ears to hear, this ground that we're on is an excellent place to put some seed. Just saying. I'm just saying. I got stuff in the ground. I had stuff in the ground here before I got here. I got some more in the ground since I got here. Excellent place. Those of you that behoove themselves. Amen. Anybody get anything out of this short teaching tonight? Thank you for opening up your church for these people, sir. Thank you. Thank you for awaking from that so-so nap, Miss Mason, that you took. Amen. Thank you, sir, for videoing. Thank you. Are you broadcasting? Yeah. For those of that are at home, amen. I'm glad you tuned in, but, but boy, you should have felt the thick presence of God in this room. I love y'all. I'll leave you with this. And I got, I said this this morning at a church and they chastised me because they don't believe in Easter. Okay. I'm cool with that. Whatever. I'm, I'll, I'll, if you don't believe in Christmas, I'll meet you wherever you're at. Okay. As long as you don't believe in the devil being greater than God, we good. Amen. So how many of you have children? Raise your hand. All right. Those of you that didn't raise your hand, you used to be a children. Amen. So how many of you have hidden Easter eggs for your children? Sure. When you hide those Easter eggs, and I had a guy today that said yes to this. It's amazing. How many of you, when you hid those Easter eggs, hid them in such a way that your children could not find them? How many of you dug a hole so deep and hid those eggs so deep, covered them up, covered them up put some grass over them, and didn't even tell nobody where they was at? So about four years when you're doing some type of lawn, lawn escaping work, you found the egg, Amen.
That is now how we hide eggs for our children. We don't hide our eggs from our children. We hide our eggs for our children. This gospel that I uncovered to you tonight has not been hidden from you. It has been hidden for you. And I am thankful that you would come out and allow me to take my shovel and take a little bit of dirt off the top so that we could all enjoy this egg together. Amen. Amen. Pastor? Amen. Yeah, give the Lord praise. You talk about those Easter eggs. Uh, if you play video games, I used to play them. Uh, the, some of the games will have those Easter eggs, right? And that's just little side missions and things you can do for the creators. Like they might put their name in the game in the game. And if you go to this particular spot and do this stuff, well, I could never find them, but they made a cheat sheet. You go find this cheat sheet and they show you where all the Easter eggs were. And what I got a picture of when you're talking about those Easter eggs was the Bible's our cheat sheet, you know? We're sitting there looking for these Easter eggs, you know, and it, it feels like when when Jesus was walking the earth, the people listening to him felt like he was talking in Easter egg language, right, like you're talking about there. And every once in a while, the disciples would catch on to it, right? So I just encourage you, if you can't find those Easter eggs, go get the cheat sheet. I, want you, I don't know about your kids. My kids are at that age. They watch people play the video games. I, I don't. It's the weirdest thing to me, but they watch those walkthrough guides and those uh, stuff. So I, the Bible is that for us. The other thing you said tonight, and I'm going to take a liberty here if I can. You talked about thoughts, and every time I hear about thoughts that come in our mind, it reminds me of Paul in 2 Corinthians, and he said uh, in the 10th chapter, he said, casting down arguments into every high uh, th uh, thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And to me, you're talking about those attacks and the thoughts, are those are against the knowledge of God, you know? He says... Um, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And I didn't read the next verse until tonight. I mean, I've read it before, but I, I'm always quoting that one. And I noticed tonight the next verse says, and being ready to punish all disobedience when, you, when your obedience is fulfilled. And so to me, a lot of what you're talking about, I'm like, man, so good, so good. And uh, we, we started a Bible study this past Wednesday night. We're talking about the power of your words. And it's amazing how much we can confess things that are not true, but I can tell you when we confess them, they can become true. And so I really appreciate everything you said tonight. tonight. You've been listening to Sunday Sermons from Southside Christian Fellowship Church, a place where you are loved, accepted, and received, a place of healing, a place of prayer, a place of hope. We invite you to join us this Sunday and every Sunday. For service times, location, and other information about the church, please visit our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net. Again, that's southsidechristianfellowship.net. As we wrap up today's message, we would like to once again thank you for listening. We would like to also have Papa Herman to speak a Father's blessing over you. May the Lord bless and keep you that he would cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, that the Lord would lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. And remember that the Lord's favor is with you all the time expect it it is with you it's manifesting itself to you it will overtake you no matter where you are in jesus name we pray amen